welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. Georgia, welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. As we were just saying before I hit record, um, you've been kind of in my world for a while, so it's always really nice to chat yeah. to people I already know. Um, so tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was actually one of my um, 2022 20, goals to be on a podcast. So I'm really excited that we're having this chat. I didn't oh, know I didn't what I didn't know whose and I didn't know what I wanted to talk about, but I feel like it's aligned and I'm very excited. So thank you for having me. But yeah, I'm um, Georgia from GG Virtual, the owner of GG Virtual, which is a virtual assistant business that I launched in summer of 2019. And typically I support solopreneurs and small businesses that are in startup or sort of infancy phase. I come from a background of working in sort of quite senior office manager and EA roles for startups. So that's my kind of niche. And my clients um, work in tech, software, blockchain, crypto kind of space. So that's my, that's my biz. And then in terms of um, personal life, I've just had my first, I say just had, I've my, I had my first baby in March last year. Um, and I had a year off maternity leave and I came back to work in January this year. So um, after, a, yeah, almost a year off. And then, so I'm, I came back part-time. So I'm part-time business owner, full-time mum. And then if that wasn't enough, I just started a little community over on Instagram for working mums because I feel quite passionate about the subject. And it's been a crazy ride. And I feel like I've got a lot to say and a lot of tips to share. So um, I started a little Instagram called Working Mums Survival Club so that we can sort of share in the chaos and have a laugh about um, the trials and tribulations of working motherhood. So that's a bit of me. Amazing, like as if one thing wasn't enough, you're just like, oh, <laughs> I know. no, I love it. I love that this was one of your goals for the year, firstly. I didn't know that, so that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I've, so you're in the hub at the moment. So I've kind of seen that you've been building out this Instagram before it kind of came to life. Mm. Um, and I've loved watching that because I saw that it came from a place of passion rather than a place of, oh, I need to like start a business. Like, what can it be? How can I make money? It purely came from, I really care about this thing. And I don't really think there's anything else out there that's doing exactly what I want to do so I'm going to create a community where other people can feel like they belong so can you talk us a little bit through that process of like where the idea came from and what made you feel like despite the fact that you've already got other stuff going on you're going to roll with it anyway yeah right so of course so I think naively going in after having a baby and having a year of maternity leave I thought to myself do you know what I'm going to be bored I'm going to have all this time on my hands now's the time to sort of build a bit of an online presence around my virtual assistant business but something was always stopping me doing it and it wasn't time 
yes I was very busy being a mum but I did could have had the time to do it but something was blocking me and I wasn't sure what I really wanted to start a community of some sort but I was struggling with the fact that typically my male clients who work in tech and blockchain aren't the types of people that are hanging on around on Instagram watching a 30 year old woman do reels and talk about working motherhood and things like that and I thought it just does, it, it something wasn't quite aligning so I was putting it off putting it off and had the luxury of the fact that my business was sort of ticking along nicely and I had my I went back to my clients after having the baby so I didn't there wasn't a sort of a real need for me to do it it was just something was pulling at me that I wanted to start an Instagram community of some description I wanted to share some funny stories I love writing on the on the odd occasion I'll write a long form Facebook post on my personal Facebook just for friends and family about something funny that's happened in my life and they always get good feedback and everyone's like oh my god I didn't know you could write like that or oh how funny like you should share more of this and I just could never put my finger on what it was that I wanted to share or why I wasn't just getting getting on with creating this business Instagram that I thought was what I wanted to do and then it wasn't until I was um in the hub having one of our weekly calls and we were talking about a monthly call sorry and i was yeah we were talking i think i think it was like the thought leadership stuff and we were trying to have a think about like where do we feel like we've got the most to say and i've had a bit of a brainstorm during that session with a few with yourself and a few of the girls and I realized that working motherhood, so not specifically motherhood, because there's lots of people doing that already really well. Um, and I'm by no means a pro because my son's only one year old. Um, but I was thinking, do you know what, working motherhood, this has been a crazy journey from the day I found out I was pregnant up until today, and I'm sure it will carry on for the rest of my working life. It's crazy what is expected of women. Um, in terms of working motherhood and how much we have to adapt our lives and um how yeah how i was very lucky to have like a lovely community of um friends and family and supportive people that have done it before but i was thinking if you didn't have this support system or someone to ask it would be really lonely and really scary um so it kind of clicked and then all, that's all all the push and all the sort of inspiration I needed to then like the next morning just jumping like creating a creating a little logo creating a, a name working mum survival club um starting the Instagram putting up my first post sharing it with all my family and friends and um peers in the industry and stuff and yeah suddenly I'd just done it and it just took me finding something that I'm actually passionate about and motivated to speak about um to sort of pull my finger out and get it done and i'm loving it so far it's only been a week or so but um yeah that's sort of the process so it really just goes to show as you were saying to me Gemma, about how it's a sign you're in the right place when it feels effortless and you don't you're not coming across all these barriers and feeling all this resistance suddenly it's something that you just want to do and you do it without even thinking 
Yes, I think, because um, I remember having this conversation with you where you said you were feeling that sort of resistance on Instagram for your VA business. Mm. Then with this, it was like, yeah, I'm doing it. I already did it. Like, here's the link, go follow me. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Um, with no real plan either. And that's what's really nice. Like, I'm just sort of going with it. And I'm sure I'll have lots of sessions, um, like brainstorming sessions of like um, future planning of what I actually want to do with it. But there's no real plan. And it feels like really liberating to just be like, yeah, I'm just seeing how it goes see what's what I I love this for you I'm so excited for you um I remember when this conversation first came up we were in the hub you like you say we were talking about thought leadership and the conversation came up around how much do you share and be honest and show kind of like behind the scenes of your life to create that connection and that trust with people Mm -hmm. and where is the line where it becomes like you know if you're showing oh my gosh I can't get work done today because baby hasn't stopped crying does that create connection with your clients or does that create a lack of trust with your clients where they start to doubt whether you are good enough at what you do? And we were talking about like, obviously in in an ideal world, we'd like to be able to talk about anything and everything and for people to not make assumptions about what that means about how good we are at what we do. Yeah. But that's not always the case in reality. So since we've had that conversation and now you've kind of created this separate place to have to like share those thoughts yes how are you feeling about it now are you very much like I'm gonna keep this side of the business super professional and then I'm gonna let the kind of other bits of my life out on this side of the Instagram or are you kind of leaning towards mixing both like where are you at at the minute yeah it's so interesting and so tricky I think until this sort of new community which feels a lot more safer to share that those kind of that kind of side of things you know if you're surviving on four hours broken sleep and you've had three coffees before 9am and you're about to start a working day it feels a bit more safer to share that over on um, a group of other working mums who will be able to relate rather than um, my business and my clients who are expecting certain things of me but I do think there is room to um, have those conversations with your clients but I think what I've learned over the sort of five months that I've been back working um is how to you just kind of have to think a little bit more about what you're saying and it doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice a really nice relationship that you have with a client who might be invested in your life and you them as well and you know a couple of my clients I've known for years and they have seen all the good bad ugly parts of my life and they're genuinely happy for me and my new role as a mother and they want to know how I'm doing and things like that so when I jump on a weekly call with them um and you have a little bit of small talk before you get to the get to business and you talk about how the family is and everything it's nice to be able to share it but I'm not going to choose a client to start moaning about how tired I am um and have those kind of conversations I've got a group of mates on a whatsapp group for that I but what I might share with my client is something like, do you know what? It's so nice to have a break from CBBs and soft play and be at my desk with a hot coffee, you know, challenging my brain, getting my brain working again. And I actually feel really energized to have business Georgia back or whatever and sort of frame it from a point of view where they they know that that huge part of your life is happening outside of work. Um, but it's you know without sort of like you say without coming across as a scatty tired unreliable untrustworthy person um or 
you know, sending them into a state of panic that they've suddenly got um, a different version of you after um, coming back from maternity leave. So I think it's just the case of having a look at how you're talking to, your, you know, choosing your people for different scenarios. But I do think it's really important to keep communicating with your clients that that is part of your life. And I think a big one big tip, actually, that I would say that I've done um, sort of you'll know Gemma having been a VA before, we're naturally sort of people pleasers and overachievers and you want to go above and beyond for that client. So typically pre-baby, I would quite often send a message to my client and be like, oh, by the way, um, I'm on your, I've got the next three hours blocked out for your work. So give me a shout if you need anything. Um, yeah, I'm going to be working on your stuff for the next few hours. Um, talk to you in a bit. Um, there wasn't, really any expectation or need for me to do that um it was just something I liked to do so that they knew I was there and whatever but actually I've chosen not to do that anymore because I have to be a little bit more flexible and creative with my time now so I can't guarantee that for the next three hours I'm going to be at my desk because nursery might call me and say oh can you come and get your son he's got a temperature and we need him out of nursery and then suddenly my whole day has that I had mapped out has completely changed and my client doesn't necessarily need to know that um, because the work's still going to get done I might do it in the evening that evening or um, fit it in wherever it may be the work's still going to get done they're none you know none the wiser but I don't need to necessarily be as forthcoming with my whereabouts and my um, my sort of schedule do you know what I mean so I feel like that is how I've kind of combated that because I did find it was a big source of my anxiety when I first returned to work that I'd made up all these scenarios in my head about how, oh, well, if I have to take a day off to look after my son because he's ill, then they're going to think I'm completely unreliable now and they're going to start looking for other VAs. And actually it's not been the case at all. And if anything, they love to hear about what's going on and a couple of them have got families themselves so they can totally relate and sometimes help and give advice so a bit of a balance but I think um yeah one piece of advice would definitely be to just sort of have a little look at how you're communicating and um with your clients and like expectation setting basically yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said. And as you were talking, a few things were coming to me. One of them being, I think sometimes it's about like the purpose of sharing. So if, for example, like let's say I was feeling really anxious today. If I went on my stories and I talked about my anxiety, but I framed it from a point of I'm trying to show you guys that you can still work when you're anxious and this yes. is how I kind of make the two fit together if it's benefiting other people I think that's a good thing but if I'm purely going on to feel myself crying and be like oh I feel shit today like there's the purpose there is different isn't it it's the same kind of thing but the purpose is different so absolutely if you feel like um I don't know if, if sharing that you've got stuff going on in your personal life whether that is to do with having kids or anything else if it's because it's helping your clients see that they can do the same or you're trying to build that trust and your clients get it and they relate to you I think that's a great place to be coming from but I think when you were talking about saying oh I'm at my desk now for three hours if you need me 
you don't have to share with your clients, hey, I'm actually not at my desk because I might have to go and change a nappy or whatever. The purpose of sharing that is almost for the wrong reason because it's not helping your client or helping you. You're almost trying to sort of defend yourself in case something happens. You're trying to defend yourself before yeah. they've had a problem with it. So I think it's the purpose of the sharing as well. Yeah, that's so that's such a good point. And yeah, yeah, you're almost like ass covering and expecting, you know, sort of preempting something that might happen when it's so it's not necessary. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't this I'm relating it back to um working motherhood because that's the big thing that's happening in my life at the moment but it can it could apply to anything like I don't know if you were planning your wedding that takes over a huge amount of your time and mental capacity or you were renovating your house or something or like you say you've got something going on in your personal life or your mental health is in the pits or whatever it might be um that's going on in your life at the t at that time I think the same sort of um idea can uh, applies really doesn't it in terms of how yeah the purpose of what you're sharing and just sort of adding in that additional step of like right do I really need to tell do I really need to share this or how can I reframe this to um, make it beneficial to my clients or my audience yeah and I think it also highlights that although we talk a lot about um, like authenticity and showing who you really are and being honest and all those mm. things that doesn't necessarily mean sharing every aspect of your life and it's okay to have like, like our personalities are huge and different people see different bits of them. And for example, I can sit here talking to you about business. If I was to go and see my mum tomorrow, I wouldn't talk about business. I'd probably talk about other stuff because she wouldn't like, she doesn't care. Right. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that when I'm with my mum, I'm inauthentic or when I'm with you, I'm inauthentic. It just means that the two of you get slightly different parts of me. So I yeah. think sometimes it's, it's like this pressure of, oh my gosh, but I have to be really authentic and show everything on Instagram. I don't think that's the case. It's just that the bit that you do show on Instagram should be authentic. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. You're like turning up that bit of you for that particular audience or that particular person that you're engaging with yeah a hundred percent yeah and it also just sounds like you're in this new season of your business where maybe you know when you were just thinking about you and the business you were able to say to your clients I'm going to be here for the next three hours in case you need me and now that your life has changed you've just gone into this new season where you've got slightly different boundaries slightly different ways of working and I think that's normal like whether you have children or not I think we all go through these like new evolutions of the business where things look a little bit different and yeah. I think embracing that is the easiest thing because I think if you resist it it just creates even more stress than it needed to be yeah absolutely and yeah it's, it's certainly told me to like review my boundaries a little bit more and yeah and not be afraid to rethink what I think it's also a little bit of um working like a nine to five employed role overflow mindset as well pre-baby was probably a little bit of like oh um trying to get used to the fact that I don't need to tell my clients where I am and what I'm doing every every hour um so it was probably a little little bit of that and then yeah the the big change in my life and the big shift in my life has just forced me to make those make those adaptations and I feel like I'm in a good spot with it at the moment it's funny isn't it we leave um kind of like a normal job uh because we don't want to live a certain way and then we just create the exact same thing for ourselves at home it's so true it's so true I used I was like a nine to five I just it took me so long to like realize that I had the luxury of being flexible with 
when I worked and if I wanted to take the afternoon off I could and it was it took me a good while to get over that um I was very much like a nine to five at my desk kind of um freelancer for a while but yeah it just takes a little bit of time to reap the benefits of self-employment I think just so ingrained for a long time isn't it because yeah even like before work even at school you do what like a nine to three day Monday to Friday so it's just it's just this routine that we're so used to and I sometimes I take like a Monday morning off and I'm like oh my god I'm such a rebel yeah <laughs> I completely I so um, relate to that in in fact this morning I worked really um I worked really late last night and I knew I had this at 11 I was like you know what I'm gonna do my mum thing this morning drop my son off to nursery and I I haven't started work yet this is the first thing I've done and I feel you know I've just had a shower and washed my hair in peace and I feel like I've I'm like living the life of luxury it's like no Georgia you worked until like 11 p.m last night you're still (laughs) it's funny isn't it yeah you feel like such such a little rebel yeah this is the first thing I've done as well I'm sat here with my Starbucks like living the dream but yeah you're right I've got a call that goes on late tonight so it all kind of balances each other yeah. out I think it's just, you have to really question the norms don't you you have to get to this point where you're like but why do I start at 9am because that for is, me yeah. I stuck in the morning I'm horrible in the morning like yes. I advise everyone to stay away from me because I just I'm really not good in the morning I'm really good late at night in the mornings I just my brain doesn't work so yeah. I'm like, why am I starting at 9am if my brain doesn't fully switch on until like 11? Why am I doing that? Yeah, this is this is so this is something as well that I've done a lot since um, returning to work is just getting sort of trying to relearn and redefine what working day looks like to me and unlearn the nine to five mentality, because firstly, out of um just a requirement to do so because I am juggling both work and mum life now but also trying to lean into those times that I feel most inspired and most productive and I've I worked out that I really struggle with afternoons so I'll have like a nice productive morning struggle with afternoons and then after dinner and a bit of a chill once the baby's in bed I then get this new lease of life for a few hours and I've like really lent into that in the this year since returning to work and that's when I get a lot of work done um so I think that's another thing is obviously if you've got if you are self-employed and have the flexibility to get a bit creative with when you do your work I would definitely recommend exploring when you find yourself sort of get feeling a bit more inspired or a bit more productive and what you know there's no reason why a lot of the time there's no reason why you can't do certain pieces of work uh whenever in the day a lot of the work we all do isn't time specific and I would definitely say that that's like a big tick um for working mums um for sure is getting a bit creative with your time 100% I think this is so important because I've had um, a few one-to-one clients who are new mums and they try to force themselves into that version of them from before they had yes. a child yeah. and they're like oh why can't I do like this nine to five Monday to Friday and I'm like you can't expect yourself to do that like it's just not going to work and I think like you said it's not even looking at it like oh my gosh I'm a failure because it doesn't look like it used to it's obviously going to make you feel like crap but if you can just reframe that and be like actually this is just a new version of what my day looks like and that's not bad it's not 
good it's just a different version of how you run your business and that's part of the joy of having your own business so yeah I think a lot of people are going to relate to that who are listening yeah absolutely and I think um yeah like the fact of the matter is I have had to have like serious words with myself and I would you know all these made up scenarios in my head about oh my client's gonna think I'm unreliable and whatever and I've had to sort of say to myself like well Georgia the fact of the matter is technically yes you are less reliable during the working day nine to five uh, nine to four or whenever my son is in nursery yes you are technically unreliable because you are going to have to drop everything if he needs you but yeah there's nothing to say that I can't get my work done during other times and um yeah it's like getting used to that without feeling like it's less than and actually realizing like you say it's just a new version and that's okay um but then uh, and it also is great because it gives you breathing space sort of being a bit more inventive when you're using your time it does give you the breathing space that if you have had an awful night or something is in your personal life has gone a bit awry you then have the breathing space to say do you know what I can't work this morning but it doesn't mean that my obligations aren't going to be met it just means that I'm going to um mix it up and do it another time or yeah just redefining that working working day has helped massively for me I'm sure some people are going to disagree with me saying this but I think there's something really powerful in saying I'm unreliable at times but come and work with me anyway because do you know what if I was going to hire somebody and they said to me regardless of whether it was because they had children like somebody else to take care of or if they were doing a big move or if they were going through some health whatever it was and they said to me look I'm going to show up for you and I'm going to give my best and I'm going to value you as a client and I'm going to absolutely love you but the reality is I'm going to put myself first and if that means that I need to cancel a call reschedule something push something back I'm going to do that for the sake of me because I believe that putting myself first gives you a better service I'd be like hell yeah I want to work with this person 100% yeah And I think that I've noticed that a lot in that something that's just popped into my head is like the amount of times my clients, I have like one weekly call with each of my clients um, in the week and then they sort of go away and get on with the work. Uh, But the amount of times my clients move those meetings around and I don't give it a second thought. I don't think, oh gosh, that person is unreliable. They're having to go and pick up their kid from school um, instead of have the call with me. I would never think that. And if anything, you're just like, oh, cool, that person's human and has a life outside of work and that's relatable and that's fine. So, yeah, it's so funny, isn't it, that we put all of this pressure on ourselves. But I think you're right. It's like, hey, guess what? I am unreliable sometimes. But when I'm when I'm showing up, I'm really blooming good at what I do. And that's why you're working with me. Mm, I think it's oh God, it's just so powerful, isn't it? Like if you said to me today. Gemma I really don't feel like doing this podcast I'm just not feeling 100% I wouldn't even question it I'd be like yeah like go take care of yourself the podcast can't wait and I would appreciate that so much more than you showing up and forcing yourself to be here even when you weren't feeling it and I think a lot of people would feel the same but it's like we have this internalized thing where we have to be perfect for everybody all of the time when actually I think people respect the imperfection because like you say it shows that we're human and in all of our other relationships, like in our, you know, with our partners, with our friends, you don't expect those people to be perfect all the time. You expect them to have 
you know, off days or days where they're snappy because they've got stuff going on, like that's normal. But then yeah, in our professional exactly. relationships, it's like, no, be perfect all the time. And a natural human response, you know, if you've got even a fraction of a heart is to be like, oh, of course, like I want to be as helpful and as accommodating to that person as possible. If I'm going to make their life easier by shuffling a couple of things around in my diary, of course, I'm going to do that. Like I would do that with a client. I'd do that with a friend, family member, whatever it is. So yeah I think we just need to remember that we're all human beings with stuff that isn't work we're and breaking all the rules George yeah there. we are really <laughs> we're crazy <laughs> oh we're going all out okay tell me about the dynamic of having a business that runs from home mm-hmm. your life that runs from home a child that you're raising at home how does it feel having all of that under one roof and do you feel like it's something where you can kind of easily shift from like mum mode to business mode is it something that you like are you always in mum mode and business mode like talk me through that oh goodness it's not easy and no is the answer to your question that (laughs) am I able to shift between the two um no is the answer to that and I'd be interested to see if you've got any tips but I definitely feel like at the moment, particularly since having the baby, that I'm living a double life. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's an interesting one. So there's different parts to it. So you've got the part of your work physically being at home. So I've got a home office. My in my situation is that my husband is more of like a nine to five type role and predominantly works in an office. So he's out for the day and comes back. So I've got the sort of overshadowing um thoughts in my head of like oh well the washing hasn't been done and the um washing up still in the kitchen and he's going to come home think I've been at home all day and not done any of this all complete made up scenarios in my head again he's not um expecting any of this from me he knows he's a logical person he knows that I'm working all day or he knows that I'm looking after our son all day and that um those things aren't necessarily going to get done but you've got just the fact that you're physically at home um like that plays on my mind a lot and I have to really have a word with myself but then if I think right I'll remove myself from home and I'll go and work in my favorite coffee shop oh is my husband gonna think that you know I'm living the life of luxury and whilst he's at his um nine to five job in the office and so that's like a constant battle for me and a lot of it is sort of in my made up in my head Um, and I have to have a word with myself quite often and often my husband will just straight talk at me and be like Georgia like you're acting as if I'm expect you know I've given you a list of chores to do during your working day and I haven't even given the dirty kitchen a second thought so um there's like that side of things which is quite tricky to manage and I think an interesting one with being a being the self-employed one and being the one that at home things that pop up in day-to-day life that Uh, the unexpected things like you might need to take the dog to the vet or go and get your son from nursery because he's ill or whatever naturally fall to me which I mean I'm lucky that I've got the flexible job that allows me to do that but at the end of the day I also have work obligations and it's a tricky balance to not feel resentment that those things sort of fall to me um naturally I mean I'm I'm not saying for one second that if I called up my husband and said can you go and get our son from um from nursery he wouldn't do it but the sort of the that's the way the roles sort of fall so that's a tricky one to manage 
for sure um and just yeah it's and part of you sort of is like oh I've still got to do my work like if I don't if I don't get those things done then or no if I go and get those things done I'm then got to make up the time elsewhere but then on the flip side this is why I do it because I can be super flexible and I have to remember that's the whole reason why I wanted to become a BA in the first place is because I knew that I'd want a family one day and it would fit around really nicely so there's all of those kind of battles going on and then in terms of like the double life thing and like switching between uh, like home Georgia and business Georgia that is one that I find really tricky and it's actually really funny that um it happened the other day so when you know we mentioned earlier on this call um launching the Instagram and it was something I did quite spontaneously one morning and I was making all of these like um it was launching the Instagram account I was um making some like uh what am I trying to say making some ballsy business moves in my business and sort of writing quite a direct email to a client and I was feeling quite like yeah like I can do this I'm feeling quite confident in myself and feeling very business Georgia right now um shared that Instagram account with all my friends and family and was like super motivated to get it all done but then wake up the next day with having had a bit of a crap sleep with the baby feeling a little bit more vulnerable um and I've got a day of looking after my son ahead of me rather than being in business mode and I'm suddenly suddenly feel a little bit like oh it's a bit jarring to suddenly switch between one and the other and suddenly I feel like oh that was a bit bold of me yesterday to just share that Instagram account with loads of people without much thought and now I suddenly have to feel a little bit like oh I need to show up on there but I'm feeling a bit introverted today and I want to focus my time on spending time with my son so it's such a tricky jarring um difference like switching between the two I'd be really interested Gemma if you've got any tips because of like jumping between home and home Gemma and business Gemma because I don't feel like I've nailed that yet I'm so glad you brought this up because <laughs> like I feel like this is something everyone must struggle with to an extent um, and I don't think it's talked about very much, particularly what you were saying about like, um, you know, your partner being at work out of the house and you taking a lot of things on. I feel like it's a conversation not many people want to have, mm. um, but I've been there. So I'm sure there are other people. So firstly, with the um, doing things for the family when your partner's yes. at work, I totally get that. So um for context when me and my boyfriend met I'd lost my job so in my head I had to like make up for the money that he was bringing in that I wasn't yeah so yeah. he was working and I was doing like everything else so the food shop the cooking the cleaning everything because yeah. in my head I was trying to make it as equal as possible and then I started the business but I didn't drop the other stuff yeah so I was I was everything so I was working while he was out but I would also go to the post office and go to the food shop and cook dinner for when he got in and make his sandwiches for lunch and it meant that I was literally on the go from the minute I woke up to the minute we went to bed. I do think it's a lot easier for me now because he's at home a lot. Um, and we did have to have some conversations where I was like, I know that you're not expecting this of me. For some reason, I expect it of myself. Um, and we actively had to like force me to stop doing some things. Um, so I get it. I've been there. And I do think it's a hard one because like you say, you want that freedom and flexibility so that you can do those things. But I think when it gets to the point where you're almost doing 
so much that it's like you're doing two full-time jobs simultaneously yeah then it becomes a little bit too much and I'm sure there are lots of people listening who have this same thing I honestly think the best thing to do and this is probably not the answer that a lot of people want but is to outsource as much as possible yeah so for example we hired a cleaner who comes weekly yeah I knew you were gonna say that yeah (laughs) that for me has changed so much it's literally the cost of like a takeaway um so it's not like this crazy investment but um having her come and knowing that she's coming to do that kind of deep clean just lifts so much stress for me and it's like if work has been particularly busy and I haven't had time to do something it's like okay it's going to get done so I think the more that you can outsource the better and that might not look like a cleaner it might be you know, you can get like gusto boxes delivered with all yeah. the ingredients in and um, I don't know, your weekly shop delivered instead of going and getting it. Like all those little things actually take up a lot of time because I did this thing where I wrote down every single thing I did within the house um, yeah. and I added up how much time I was spending per week doing that. And it was literally a full time job. Yeah. It's so crazy. I was like, well, if I can outsource some of that and I can use that time in the business instead, I'm going to make more money. So it, it's a good decision to make. So that would be my recommendation there. I would be outsourcing if you can. Yeah. In terms of the switching from one version of you to the other, I think the thing that changed this for me was I stopped looking at it like I have to be one and switch off the other version and then switch into the other one. I started looking at it as work-life integration. Yeah, interesting. And that helped rather than being one or the other. I was able to embrace like the full version of me rather than trying to shut off certain parts that were always going to be there. Like you can't just stop being home Georgia because you're a mum and you're a wife and you're like all these other things. So I think to switch between one and the other is really hard. So I would possibly reframe that as bringing them both together. Yeah, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because like I was saying, the the switch I really I really tr- have tried on the days that I have my son to not do work and try to kind of try and really embrace the mother role but actually there's nothing wrong with doing bits and bobs in between I don't know when he's napping or in those pockets of time that you find in throughout the day and I think that would probably make the transition less yeah what's the word like less jarring is the word I keep going back to because the two feel so different at the moment so that's definitely something I can work on for sure um, and makes a lot of sense I think is a big expectation of yourself I do think that you know if for example you got into a routine um, like you know school Monday to Friday you might be able to get into some sort of routine that allows you to focus on work during school times and then switch off afterwards but I think especially when they're so young you almost need to be able to flow it and be like, do you know what? Like baby is currently napping. I'm going to do, uh, I don't know, like a blog post or something. And then yeah. as soon as baby wakes up, I'm going to put the blog post down and I'm not going to feel guilty for being one or the other because I can be both at the same time. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting as well. It's, it all goes back to the pressure that we put on ourselves because I think back to when I was really little and I've got memories of my mum dashing out to meetings and or doing odd bits of work at home whilst we were around and I never look back on my childhood and think oh my mum wasn't present and she was always thinking about work and never cared about us I think back and think the complete opposite I had an amazing childhood but also that 
I look at her as like a role model of like such a strong figure in my life who did both really well and is probably the reason why I was so keen to go back to my business because I've seen it done been done so well and um had the two juggled so it's again it's like it's all in it's all in my head it's all the pressure I put on myself no one around me really is expecting anything of me um so yeah I think there's definitely I think like you say it's a big expectation to expect you to just flick between one and the other and not not be mum when you're business Georgia and not be business Georgia when you're mum the yeah perhaps the key as you suggest is being both at the same time and seeing how those two can work together I think it's it's different for everybody but when you were talking about your um your mum there like it reminded me of when I was little, my mom and dad ran a business together and um, they would run these meetings every week or something. And they would hire out this room where they would do a presentation. And while they were getting ready and they would prep the room, I would be there and I would put on these like pretend presentations. Oh, <laughs> that's I had so much fun. And like, sometimes they would, they used to have these like catalogs and they had to be in a specific order in a bag. And like, for me, that was a game. I would sit there with my mom and dad and we would pack these catalogs together. And like for them, they probably thought, God, she's probably bored or, you know, should we be spending more time with her or whatever? But that's a perfect example of integrating being with me and being parents and being present at home, but also getting the work done and integrating both together. And like you say, I look back and those are some of my like favorite memories because I had fun. Um, so yeah, maybe there's a way of trying to integrate both together in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love those stories. That's cute. <laughs> so tell us what you're working on right now what is the plan for like the rest of 2022 yeah so um I am working part-time on my virtual assistant business I'd like to increase my days so I'm currently working three days a week I'd like to increase that at some point um and potentially look to get another client um and I know a couple of my clients are like itching for more capacity from me so um that's would be fun to do um and that is definitely something I want to stick with I absolutely love being a VA um and potentially in the future look to I sort of dabbled with the associate model when I was on maternity leave I had three amazing ladies covering my clients and it worked really well so I've had a taste of what that is like so who knows maybe that will be um something that I explore later on in the year um and then really just seeing where working mums survival club goes and I'd like to give it a bit more thought as to like where I see this going like I'm really enjoying this chat for example so perhaps there's space for a podcast or um yeah just sort of building that little community and seeing if there is scope for there to be like more than just a more than just an Instagram page for that one but I'm not quite sure what yet but I'm just excited to see where it takes me um and then of course just being mum which I'm absolutely loving I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be I feel like I absolutely love being a mum it's all I've ever wanted to do but also the fact that I get to still do um, still like nurture my other baby which is my business um yeah I feel like in a good place at the moment so yeah I'm just sort of going with the flow not putting too much pressure on things because obviously he's still tiny still takes up a lot of brain space and just not putting too much pressure on myself and just seeing where the rest of the year takes me 
I love that. There's something really nice about just being able to let things flow. And I've just had this flashback of when you were telling us in the hub um, about the fact that you wanted to share more about motherhood. Mm. And you were like, how do I fit that into my VA business? And I was like, girl, I think this is the second business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the moment where I was like, yeah, I think I just needed someone to tell me. I think I knew. I think I just needed someone to say it out loud. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, and I'm just really happy for you that you've got that kind of space to share your thoughts and connect with other people. I think sometimes it's not even about making the money, is it? It's just about having, like yeah. creating the space that you wish existed, I think is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And then the rest will come if it's meant to be. Exactly. So where can people find you if they're listening and they're like, oh my goodness, I need to go and connect with Georgia. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, so my Instagram is working mums underscore survival club that's the working mums working mum survival club as the name suggests um little community i've got over there and then my va business um you can head to my website which is ggvirtual.com amazing well thank you so much for being here and joining us and sharing your stories and everything i appreciate it so much oh of course thank you so much for having me i love this <laughs> <laughs>